Jordan, Olympic team star. I think this is the 84, 85. And, uh, you know, it's graded seven. SCD, SCD, Sports Collectors Digest, they did the three subgrades. They combined edges and corners and then did centering and surface. Okay. And um, it's, it's a pretty clean look. And I found them to be, you know, pretty stringent. They eventually sh shifted over to the white label. And I think they were, the quality was a little less. Here's a Jim Brown. Um, what is that? A 6.5. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they, they, you know, were in the business there for a little bit and, you know, them and uh, GAI global authentic kind of went, went by the wayside. I don't know what year that was. When, when, when did you submit? Because you submitted those cards to SCD yourself. Or what year would you have submitted those to them? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'm guessing it was probably around, God, I want to say like maybe 98. Yeah. No, no, excuse me. Two, 208, 208, 2008. Some, 2008. Some kind of range. Yeah. That was the year I took my personal, my, 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 my hockey. Well, actually not just hockey. That, that was the year I took my, my rookie card collection to the national in Chicago and submitted everything to, uh, to PSA for grading. My, my very first ever submission was 2008. So, so you were, we got a couple of guys watching. Welcome to the show guys. We got Paul in the house. Ziggy's back. Good evening, Ziggy. Um, you were just showing some cards that were graded by Sports Collectors Digest. And I, I don't think they're doing the grading. I'm pretty certain they're not doing the grading anymore. There's a Jordan insert. That's pretty sweet. What card is that? I, I recognize it. Don't know the name of it. Yeah, this is an insert, I believe, from, uh, let's see. It's a Skybox Premium uh, Larger Than Life. Than Life. That's a... As with a lot of these, they have unique um, reverses, too, that... that give a, a kind of different look to it. This one has some nice kind of gold gold uh, finish. I think I got this uh, tip from uh, Chris of House of Cards at some point. Um, and, and this one I actually found on eBay. So the SCD label can still be found from time to time. And I don't think people know about it. And so they're like, stay away, stay away. But I'm, I'm happy to bring it into the collection because it's trustworthy for me, at least. Oh yeah, and they were uh, they were a, a well-respected brand in the hobby. They were like the newspaper of the hobby for decades, right? right? That was that big, thick magazine, jam-packed. That's what that was the go-to publication. That's how people traded a lot of the time. They, there was DealerNet, but then there was SCD they, with all the 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 classifieds. That was a huge uh, tool in the hobby for many years. Yeah, you remember like they had all the individual singles and you'd kind of look down and then like if you liked it, you'd, you'd like send your money, right? You just send money to someone and they would send you the card back and, and yeah. that would be the deal. And it's like, okay, I hope I hope I get a card back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, well, that, it's it's uh, fun to talk about because now it's all PSA, BGS, some SGC. We've got CGC coming up here in Canada. we got KSA. We've got MNT and... Uh, yeah, you know, but it, it the forgotten grading companies, you can still find their cards. And in a way, it's a part of the history of the hobby. Yeah. And you mentioned the PSA submission, you know, in in, in real time at a, at a show. And I I have to say, for whatever reason, I was averse to PSA early on when I when I came back into the collecting world. I um I, I was more interested in BVG. I don't know if it was the subgrades. They did the subgrades back then. Um, and, and maybe the prices were a little, even a little lower back then. 
Um, and, and what I could gather is BVG, at least early on, they were very stringent on the grading. And so I felt like you could get really good quality cards. And I think you needed to be a member at PSA or something. You need to yeah. set something up. And so I was just like, I'm going BVG. So I, I did tend to grade more with BVG um, back in the day. And I regret it because now PSA is just like, I feel like it is, you know, it's, it's the preeminent grading company at this point and, and the price is reflected and, you know, I've, the aesthetic has grown on me as well. Yeah. 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 And back then the, when BVG and I remember when BGS first came up out with their grading services and they came up to the expo in Toronto, they were set up. I went to the booth. I was sort of really interested in what grading was, it was brand new. And I remember they gave me a, a big stack of the, uh, what do you call them? The, uh, the card savers. Oh, yeah. And they were even they were branded. I still have that exact package. I never opened it up. I still have it. And uh, they gave it to me because they wanted my business. They wanted me to put cards in and bring them back to them. Some more people have joined us. Stephen Howley is here. Good to see you. He likes your Warriors T-shirt, Joe. Season. 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 Yeah, well, it's it's got the uh, it's got the Oakland. Uh, oops. Oakland uh, mentioned here. And uh, that's uh, that's, you know where I grew up and, and watching the Warriors. So they're in SF now, a little more international. I mean, who knows when we'll actually get to watch them, but uh, the, the, or the Co or the Coliseum or Oracle or whatever you want to call it. That's where I grew up watching Warriors games. Nice. Nice. We got Charles here again. Bonjour to you, Charles. I never was comfortable saying uh, bon. I, I don't know how to say that. My mouth, my, 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 my mouth just doesn't say bon, bonjour properly. I don't think. Amish Dave, welcome back, buddy. Good to see you. Oscar Dad, I have that Jordan at PSA 9, super low pop, tough grade. Yeah, the larger than life. That's wicked. I, uh, now I want a copy of it. Damn it. This 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 episode just cost me some money. Ooh, that's cool. So this, we were talking about, um, sorry. I, is that the Phil Jackson rookie? No, this is actually Pistol Pete. And oh, it's, okay. It's a BVG. Let me see if I can get it out of the um While you're doing that. While you're getting it out, I'm going to say hi to a few more people here. Steve says, when you have to put the readers on to look at the card, hilarious. Yeah. Charles, old grading companies are a cool topic, like not so like NASA, not not the Rockets here in Toronto. Their slabs were screw downs. Oscard, I grade with PSA, BGS, and SGC. I base it in, I base it which card I think looks best in each slab. And whenever I grade with BGS, I always get subgrades. It's their point of difference. They're like, oh, yeah. That's a great approach, right? And that ties into me with collect what you like. If you think the card looks better in a certain slab, put it in that one. If it, if, if that's what works, do it. And good evening again to you, Brian. So I'm going to ask you guys out there, what do you, what do you want to talk about tonight? Because uh, Joe and I, I mean, we're here to freestyle, chit chat a little bit. You know, that last episode with Mike from uh, from the clubhouse, I thought that was pretty awesome. I thought, what what a good dude, uh, you know. If I was into group breaking, I would certainly uh, do it with him. Um, I think he's just a stand-up guy. I hope you guys enjoyed that. For those of you that did watch it, um, we got Sloth in the house. Sloth 55 in the house. Colin, good evening to you. Legion's back. Hello again, Legion. Adam Bailey says, I haven't forgotten about that stand I saw half an hour ago. This one here. I showed this is my card of the day. Had this for a few, uh, several years now, and it's, it is definitely not for sale, but... Um, yeah, it's a wicked, wicked card. Thank you uh, for helping me enjoy it again, Adam. Royals, good evening to you. Thank you for the job. Yeah, I kind of got a little out of control in Hobby Hotline this morning. I Sometimes I uh, 
sometimes I, 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 I got to temper myself a little bit, but I, I, I kind of scolded somebody on Hobby Hotline this morning. So you can go back and watch that if you want to. Sloths, great show at the expo. Yeah, the ex, the, the the virtual expo. Oh, he's oh, sorry, sorry. That's that's Charles talking to Sloth. Awesome, awesome. I didn't get out of my booth at the virtual expo. I didn't even get out like once. So I I miss Colin's booth, but I'll have to check it out next time. Hockey guy, there we go. There we go. Not sure what we're there we going, but there we go. So yeah, guys, if you have any topics you want us to hit on, questions, comments, shoot them out at shoot them out at us. Uh, happy to discuss them. Obviously, we had the Wayne Gretzky's sell the other day. So let's, Joe, why don't you you chime in on these? Because you're not a hockey guy predominantly, but you are in the market for a Gretzky rookie. You're looking you're looking for a lower, a nice eye appeal, lower grade copy, as we've you've talked to me a little bit about over the past couple of weeks and that. What do you think? What do you think? And you're in, you are in Santa Cruz, California. I'll, I remember that because I love Santa Cruz. The time I, I loved it there. What what does someone in Santa Cruz, California, who focuses on basketball mostly, what do you make of these Gretzky cards? The Opeachy selling for 1.2 million, 1.29 million. The Tops copy selling for 790 or whatever it was. What do you make of that? Like, does that? make you think god i gotta get into hockey or does it make you think oh okay hockey's getting respect i hope it does well or do you not even care where, where do the, where, where do you fall it makes perfect sense that the icon the goat of hockey is you know astronomically growing in in its appeal um and i think there's more people you know cross-pollinating if you will from sport to sport and and you know i i went to a few you know Oakland Seals games back in the 70s are, you know, hockey games. Um, but, you know, I know, I don't know hockey that well, but I know Gretzky is the man. And so um, it, it makes sense. It's appealing. It's from a, an era that I associate with, you know, truly like packs and condition sensitive stuff going on. You know, the, fa the factory stuff that was great um, last night that, you know, sh sh pulling out the the whole explanation behind the rugged cut. And I think that's what I actually find appealing. I find it appealing that there's all these interesting um, corollaries in the card in terms of the tops, the OPC, you know, the, the centering issue, the blue lines on the reverse. It just seems like there's a lot of lore around the card. And, um, you know, I have this recollection of, of Gretzky himself buying the T206 Wagner at one point. So, that that's also just like it's it's hobby mythology. Um, personally, you know, with with my um, interest, I'm looking at, you know, I want the OPC. Even though I heard you say that like tops is closing fast, and there's nothing wrong with the good tops version. For some reason, you know, for me, I associate OPC with Canada, hockey with Canada. I want the you know the original, so yeah. to speak, and then. Um, you know, if I can find just a, a one or a two that has some cool features, um, I learned a little bit on the show that actually, like I thought I wanted the little print lines on the reverse, but as it turns out, I would much prefer a strong registration on the front part of the card. So I'm going to, I'm going to be looking for that and, and something, you know, reasonably centered, not, not, you know, that those, those are my goals right now on that particular card. And are you okay? So are you okay with that card in a PSA one or two that's got reasonable reasonable centering, good registration, and maybe some creases through it? Are you you're okay? You're okay with that, right? Totally. I mean, it, it's all 
particular to each and every card. If it's the crease right through, you know, Gretzky's nose, that might not look so great. But if it's, you know, the, the technical grade, um, notwithstanding, as long as the card presents well, I, I, I think, uh, you know, we've talked about that. There's, there's so many um, ways that something could amount to being a one. And if you find the one that doesn't uh, trouble you much, um, then, then more power to you. On, on that note, my biggest um, acquisition in the last month, I got a, a 61 Fleer Wilt Chamberlain um, and it was a PSA one and uh, eBay and it um, got a, a, you know, put in a best offer. And the reason it's a PSA one, it looks like a four or five just in terms of the, the corners and edges and whatnot, but there's some um, paper missing on the front part of the card, actually right around the C. So there is, you know, it's a significant situation, but I, I just kind of like the fact that the card itself, aside from that, is pretty well preserved. That's kind of cool. So a little bit, a little bit of paper loss on the front. You're okay with it because the rest of the card, it's like a card that has a pinhole is almost automatically a PSA one. It can be, it can be like gem mint otherwise, but if it's got a hole through it, that's a big deal, right? But you know, from an eye appeal perspective, hey, and from afar, you can't even see the hole. That's a great way to save a ton of money and still have a really nice card with great eye appeal. So I, I really respect that approach. I really respect that approach a lot. What do you guys out there think of that? I'd like to hear from some of you on that. Let's see what else we got. Oh, is, uh, in that spirit, this is a Sam Crawford um, authentic because somebody decided to just clip ever so slightly these four corners in such a way. But uh, the rest of the card itself, I mean, it it, it pops and it's, um, you know, quite, quite amazing. It's the... Uh, 1915 E106 American Carmel version. Pretty, pretty cool. Well, you, you just reminded me when I was at the National in 2019, I was at a booth. I'm just looking for, I took a picture of these two cards at the National because they were so, um, they were like that. They were clipped, but they were so cool. I'm going to show them. This is going to, I don't want to say blow you all away, but this is the, if I can find it here, uh, it, it was a 1951 Bowman. It was the Mickey Mantle rookie and the Willie Mays rookie. Mm. And I'm going to find the picture. I'll show it to everybody watching on the screen. And I was willing, I would have bought these cards. Uh, I couldn't, you know, the guy wanted more than I wanted to pay for them. And you'll see what I'm talking about as soon as I find them here, as I'm scrolling through my pictures, found them. So, and for the people listening on podcast, I apologize. I'm going to try to describe what I'm showing here, but. This is the 51 Willie Mays and the 51 Mickey Mantle. So this collector, this the guy that had these for sale at the show, he, it was his father or grandfather or some whoever he got them from. The story behind these cards was that the person collected the set, uh, I, the set before or the set after that was this size. The cards were actually this size. So in the, it must have been the, I don't know, was there a 1950 Bowman set? Maybe it was a 52s. In any event, he basically wanted to cut these cards down to be the same size as the other year's set. So he took he took a knife or scissors to the Mickey Mantle rookie and the Willie Mays rookie and chopped them off. And then he even went as far as as uh, you can see right here, coloring like penning in a border to make it look. So it's a mini Mickey Mantle rookie, and then he and then. On the same side over here. And if you guys are familiar with this card, you know that these are shorter. They're shorter left to right. He cut them, penciled in the border, 
and and they're slapped as authentic by uh, by SGC. They're slapped as authentic because they are authentic. They they just happen to be they just happen to be trimmed to the nth degree. But I thought to myself, those are and I love the story behind it. A collector did this, and you know, obviously it'd be worth a lot more if they if the whole card was still there. But I took a picture because I thought it was super cool for what it was, and I obviously did not buy them. But you just reminded me of that, so I thought I'd pull up that picture. Let's get to this question here. CPT Canuck says, in hockey, Upper Deck is the main product. What is it in baseball, football, basketball? Well, baseball is tops, and base uh, and football and basketball is both Panini and likely the Prism brand would be the, like the flagship brand for for uh, for football and basketball. Stephen Holy, tell Sholey, 2003. Tell Joe Sholey, 2003, says, hi, I'm wondering what you would each like to see happen if you could change one thing about the hobby. I just asked the question of the last guest. I mean... Yeah, there's, gosh, I, I would I would make it easier to train graders. <laughs> I'd find a way to train graders quicker so that we could get cards graded faster. And I would just find a way to add more positivity to the hobby. But, you know, I, I, re I recognize that we, we, we need critics and we need devil's advocates to keep people on their toes. So, I don't know, Joe, what do you want to say to that? Um, I would just say that, I mean, I'm I'm someone that, came into the whole social media part of the hobby late. And so I'm quite um, stoked that there is such a community and it would be great to, um, you know, connect in real time and have a little more proximity. So um, you were talking about, you know, the national and, and just future moments looking forward to, to getting to know. I surely, uh, we, we, we carry on. He's an amazing um, uh, collector, Jay Crowder. Um, is is his one of his main collecting interests so in any case um yeah just proximity to people and 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 being um able to connect in person i would look forward to that yeah get rid of get rid of covid and let us all get to card joes together right for sure for sure hockey guy says i miss 90s inserts with cool stuff on the back as well as the front one of the last sets in hockey i remember with it is the 98 99 finest no protectors with the chrome backs yeah those were the days when you get two or three different pictures of the same player on the same card. Now they'll put a picture on the front and they'll put the same picture on the back, but maybe do it in black and white or crop it or add shadows or something like that. So I think it just comes down to uh, budget budget constraints, really. Charles says, what was the biggest hobby mystery that ever happened? Oh boy, Charles, great question. Great question. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I've got, I've got, I know that there's some things that I just can't think of what they were like. Um, how the how the how the C55s were printed and then uh Bobby Burrell brought found the printing stone that was used somehow and brought it to the expo. That was a kind of a revolutionary moment. Uh finding out why certain cards are are short printed versus double printed. You never really knew for sure until someone finally found an uncut sheet. I've seen that happen before. Uh I'm not sure. Great question. Love to hear anyone else's uh, thoughts on that from below. What is Royals? Royals has been buying some hockey for a couple of years. Your interview with Joe Daly was great. Any suggestions on a hockey history book, website, etc.? Yeah, I mean, so Bobby Burrell, who was on with me last night, he's written two books called Vintage Hockey Collector. The problem was he self-published and they're sold out. So you can only find like secondhand copies on eBay or Amazon, like a hundred bucks each because they're, they're collectible. But he does have a website coming out uh, that's going to have a lot of that information. So um Otherwise, I would just I would recommend search Amazon. There's probably some others that I'm just not thinking of. And I know there are other books in the hobby. 
I have my, my, my camera is sitting right now on a car, car on a book called Gretzky Cards written by Dr. Jeffrey Griffith, which chronicles Gretzky, Gret, all of Gretzky's cards from 1978. I'm looking at the spine of it right now through 2008. There are books out there. Check Amazon, probably your best bet. Depends if you collect modern or vintage. Yes, for sure it does, uh, depending on what is the main set each year. Thanks, Oscar Dad, for throwing that feedback out there. Scott Fiscus, welcome, says, all my 11-year-old collects his hockey cards. He loves them, and he is happy they are available in retail. Personally, I wonder why hardly anyone grades modern hockey. Well, you know what? I, I think I think uh, if you look at the, you know, it's it's all relative, and I think there are hockey, get, hockey is getting graded. One of the biggest reasons why we may not see be seeing a lot of hockey getting graded right now is because, a lot of the hockey cards are in Canada. A lot of and the grading companies, the, the big grading companies, are in the U.S. And that's a that's probably and the, the and there's the backlogs. People are scared of of throwing their cards in with the rest of the backlogs. But there's plenty of graded hockey cards out there. Scott, um, check your check your local uh, your local eBay uh, and and you'll you'll see. But I'm actually curious where where your perspective of that comes from. Like where where are you seeing not many hot? Where are you not seeing hockey cards being graded? I guess would be, would be my question. Because I'm looking for them and looking at them all the time, so I don't share that perspective. But I'm curious as to yours because I'm I'm certain it's valid as well. Jay says last four days have been breaking records for the sports cards world. Sure has been. Sure has been. I mean, what I love to see, Joe, I, was that. There were more people tracking the Wayne Gretzky rookies than the Michael Jordan PMG green. I thought well, that was a, a little tidbit of information from this past week. That was kind of like, wow, maybe hockey cards are gaining, you know, if that many people are watching them and more than that, than the most important Michael Jordan card of all time, arguably, I know his rookie is iconic, but that PMG green is like, that's everyone's grail for the most part. The collect, yeah. yeah, that was, that was really impressive to me. If I can slip this question in, what do you what do you see in sort of the say next three to five years on that Gretzky issue? Do you kind of see the the sort of typical, you know, we're going to go up, we're going to plateau a little bit, maybe even come a little down and come up, or what what um, sort of patterns or trajectory do you see? Well, I think this sale, these sales are going to uh, motivate people to list their cards, and so I think some people are going to are going to think it's a time to get out. Right or wrong, I think some people are going to think that. And so I think we're going to see maybe more hit the market. I could be way off. I could be way wrong. It could be the opposite. People might decide to keep them. But if you see more hitting the market, the supply is going to come up. Well, that's that's just, it comes down to basic economics at that point. Supply comes up. More people will have the card that they want. So you're going to have fewer bidders. The pricing might come down. But I don't think it's going to come down to the point where people are panicking. I think it's just going to be a the, the, the typical ebb and flow of the, of, of the values of cards. And then it'll crawl back, creep back up again. You know, it's the hot, it's always gone like this. It just up, down, up, down, but it always trends upwards. That's been, you know, my, my, my perspective of the hobby and based on actually what's going on for many, many years. So I think uh, it'll always trend upwards. It, it can, the hobby, these cards can survive a pandemic and still thrive. So what does it take for the hobby to, to not thrive anymore. I don't know. This might be just part of the part of culture now. I don't know. That's really interesting. And I, I think about the particular, you know, time period that that card is in, in relation to 79, you've got the bird magic um, rookie card there. You've got the Cal Ripken traded rookie card. It's, it's sort of like an interesting um, moment with, with card um, creation. And, uh, 
yeah, I, I'm not deep into the pop count, so I'm not really sure what's there. But if, if people are getting rid of that card right now, I'd, I'd, I'd think twice about that. I think that card's going to steadily march personally. But, you know, what do I know? It's well, that's just it. You know, at the beginning of the pandemic, I said, uh oh, time to sell because I don't want to be stuck with a bunch of cardboard that I'm going to have to burn to stay warm sort of thing, you know, or to cook my bacon, right? To boil my eggs. But um, but obviously the opposite happened. So I I, I got to qualify everything I say with uh, whenever I predict something, it, it goes the other direction. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I I'm bullish still. I'm still. I'm not. I'm not selling anything. I'm like. I'm not selling anything from my personal collection that is valuable right now. I'm. I'm keeping it because I believe in the hobby. I'm bullish on it still. So, let's see. Uh, what do we got? Charles says a a bunch to Scott. If he needs any help, contact. There you go. There's a contact Charles for some help. I remember Jeremy had a raw Gretzky at the expo. I might need for my binder card. We can talk, Charles. We can talk. Jay <laughs> says Gretzky M. MJ P rookie card PSA 10, Jackie Robinson PSA 8, Pokemon SGC 10. So I think uh, I don't remember what that is in response to, but those are all very, very important. Oh, I see what you're saying. You want your Gretzky and MJ in a PSA holder. Uh, I don't know what you're saying, Jay, but but I like the selection of cards you're you're uh, putting out there, that's for sure. Hockey guy. Uh, I'm looking at a beater bossy OPG rookie for super cheap corner wear crease whole nine yards. There you go. Why not? Right. If it's a, you don't always have to have the best of the best out there. You, the, the hot, there are great points for everybody. Any, anybody can buy. And even if you can afford a nine, but you want a one or a two, go for it. No one's going to judge you. I'm certainly not. Legion says an authentic card is still the card, be it trimmed or a one. Maybe that's your entry point. Yep. There you go. I bet those are clipped to get them out of an album. Oh, the card you had could be, could be. Linchpin's insert is a card full of pinholes cut into the card. Yeah, so are the platinum portraits, but that's deliberate, so it doesn't count against the card. Royal says, I love the fact you're willing to get lower grade cards. Lots of vintage cards, a grade low, look like they deserve a much higher grade. The other thing is, is that when you have a low grade vintage card, that card has a history. It's got a story. It was like some kid enjoyed it, and then another kid enjoyed it, and then a teenager enjoyed it, you know? That's that's the cool thing about cards that are that are that are in like you know PSA one to PSA fives. They've actually had a life. They've got life experience. They're ragged, you know. I think that's cool. It's not like you'll ever learn their story because that that information is dead. But you know, it's just not discoverable. But it's still kind of cool to speculate on it. And I tend when I buy a card like that, I, I always try and ask the seller, "Do you know anything about this card? Do you know the history of this card?" And, you know, in some instances, you'll, you'll, they'll tell you like, oh yeah, this was from my family's collection or my uncle, you know, and, you know, you know, in New Jersey, like you get some interesting information if you ask questions. Yeah, for sure. Oscar dad, those cards would set records for qualifiers if graded by PSA. Yeah. The, probably you're talking about the mantle and the maze, no doubt about it. Steven, yes, get rid of COVID so we can all connect again. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt at all. And you are well, that you don't have to thank me for taking the time to answer, but you're welcome. Paul Cashman, thing I change about the hobby, mandatory photography courses for eBay sellers, too many fuzzy Sasquatch sighting photos. Yeah, the nice thing is that, you know, I wish those sellers you're talking about, Paul, would go onto YouTube and search how to take pictures of cards for eBay because there are videos on there on how to do it. So I wish that, that we got to get that out there. Did Upper Deck print Gretzky, uh, Griffey sheets after the initial print run? I heard many times with no evidence to back up the claim. I've heard the same thing. But I no no evidence one way or the other. 
Hockey guy, one thing I changed about the hobby is centralizing the hobby more online. It's far too fragmented now. That's going to be tough to do, though. Fragmented means that so many people are starting businesses and Facebook groups and niches within the niches. And yeah, how, how do you do that, though? How do you centralize it more? It's I don't I don't see that eBay is this most centralized entity we have. And I don't think we're and I think it's going to go in the opposite direction. I can see there being some consolidation, some business combinations between some acquisitions like we, you know, although PSA wasn't an acquisition by another hobby company, it was an acquisition by an investment group happened to be collectors, but I, I don't see it going in that direction. I see it going the other direction, more fractional ownership companies, more online trading marketplaces, more grading companies. I see it happening the opposite, but Hey, it's something, something you can, you can definitely uh, hope to change, wish would change when the Ozdad would change it to substantial. Sorry, one thing I would change is to substantially increase grading prices to try and stop all the base cards from being graded, which is the main reason for backlog. Interesting take, Oss. Interesting take. I think a lot of people would be like, don't increase the prices, but I understand your motivation for it. Charles said, I would make it more kid-friendly, almost like a community charity for some quality packs for kids. One of my goals to make that happen. Well, do not give up on your goal, Charles. You're the perfect person to lead that charge, and I will support you in it. Scott Fiscus, for instance, up-and-coming players, young guns are super low in price and pretty sparsely graded. I see what you're saying. The top guys you can find graded more so. There's a pack of there. There's a freshly unopened pack of Series 1. Yeah, Scott, I mean, I, now I hear what you're saying and um, makes sense to me. I think, you know, young guns, you get 75 of them a year, you know. 75, wow. Or so, I think I might be. Maybe it's fifty in series one, fifty in series two. I'm not exactly sure of the count, but I know it's a big number. I've been trying to work on my hockey prospects. You know, like just flying blind here. But you know, it, uh, my local target hard to find basketball or football, but a lot of hockey for whatever reason. And uh, so I've been kind of ripping a little bit and kind of getting a little familiarity with players that I'm assuming haven't even you know skated on NHL ice yet. Well, yeah, not. I think there are some carryovers in that in that in those packs. Uh, possible carryovers who did skate toward after after the rookie card cutoff last year, but um, any of the draft picks from this year certainly haven't skated yet uh, in an NHL game. So, uh, but the thing is that you the 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 young guns. I think it's fifty in series one and fifty in series two, and uh, you know only a handful are going to be important in the hobby. So. Out of 50, you know, maybe five, five to 10 will be important. And maybe that's why we don't see so many of them being graded because they're just not worth it. Uh, Brian says in an 1819 Prism NBA Blaster just sold for $605 with 13 bids. Wow. So that's the uh, that's the Luca chase, I believe. Uh, Steven says, great answers, everyone. I agree more. Kid-friendly would be best. For grading, I would do a significant price gap, a cheap, non-guaranteed option, hoping to grab collectors who just want to slab PC. Yeah, I, that some some model or some some structure around that would be would be nice. I, agree. I, I like that idea. Goes on to say, then higher price levels, try to separate the collectors from the seller, sure. Reckless, welcome, says, when I think about how much I've spent on high-end modern cards that I'm not so attached to now, when I could go, when I could and should have been buying graded vintage and graded key rookie cards, which is what I want now. Yeah, you know, we all, I don't know when you were doing that, Reckless, but you know, I think a lot of people come into the hobby. And I'm not saying this is you, Reckless, I have a feeling you've been around a bit longer, but people come into the hobby, you kind of, you got to pay for that education, spend, pay for that experience and, uh, and, and kind of 
work your way towards your ultimate sort of comfort zone. And as I was, I was saying last night in after, after hours that, uh, you know, my personal collection, it's evolving over time. Something that's in my personal collection right now in a year or two years, I may not be as attached to it. I'm willing to take it out of my personal collection, move it into my inventory, sell it, take that money, put something else into my personal collection. To me, my personal collection, I allow it to be fluid and I allow it to evolve over time. Name says, Jeremy and Joe, sorry I'm late to the party. Hope you're doing good, Joe. I was just wondering about you the other day. That's, uh, well, you guys must be friends. Awesome. And I, I know you guys are my Instagram friends, which is really cool. 49, 49 plus a checklist in each series. Okay, there we go. Thank you, Legion. Pretty much every rookie now gets a Young Guns. There are tons every year. And that's why only, you know, a small percentage are really, um, you know, at the end of the day, will people even know who they are? And, and many of them... Well, may may get a cup of coffee in NHL, and that'll be it, sort of thing. Can I slip a question here? What what year is the Ovechkin young gun? That's 0506. 0506. 506. Same as the Crosby. And and our young guns just one flat card. There's no parallels. It's just the young no. gun. Young no. gun. No, there are parallels. There's two parallels. Yeah, there's two. There's actually more than two parallels. There. So there's the young guns exclusives, which is out of a hundred. And then there's the Young Guns High Gloss, which is out of 10. And then some years, Upper Deck has done what's known as the Midnight Card, which is uh, usually distributed at, at, promotion, at card shows and that, but they're pretty cool still. They're out of 25. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the, 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 um, the Acetate version, uh, the Clear Cut version. There's a few others, but the three main ones are the, the Young Gun, the Exclusives, and the High Gloss. Are they regional or, or country-specific, like Canada version, or they're pan? No pan hockey yeah, yeah just the midnight i think you have to be at the right place to get one yeah gotcha yeah, you get a show to get it or, or you got to find it later on ebay yeah for sure charles says i have a small pc for players who never actually played a game who have a young gun right that's it that's a neat checklist right guys like zach zach Fucali, uh chet picard yeah dave kaplan welcome to the show says for every Sidney crosby there's 100 alexander daigs that so so Alexander Daig was the first overall draft pick in like 1993 or something like that, or 92 or 91, whatever year it was. And he just bombed. I think he had a first good couple months. And then he was, he was as hyped up as uh, Connor McDavid, as hyped up as uh, Alexi Lafreniere and all that. By the way, I was corrected by a, a, a French speaking uh, uh, Instagram contact just, or Facebook just today, I believe sent me a message saying, in, in in French, we don't pronounce the S. I've been saying Alexis Lafreniere. I've, I'm now going to change it and say it's it's Alexi Lafreniere, and I didn't know that. So nice to know, and I was happy to receive that that uh, correction. But the Lafreniere was correct, right? Yeah, Lafreniere. I think it's Lafreniere. It might be Lafreniere. I'm not sure. I'm I'm probably going to say Alexi Lafreniere. Lafreniere. I don't know. Someone is the is the R is the R pronounced at the end or not? I'm not sure. Hockey guy surprise. There isn't a company that just slabs cards. Slabs it and doesn't grade it. Is that what you're talking about? Wouldn't those be called one touches? I'm just kidding. I'm not sure. Uh, but in interesting comment. Charles says, yeah. And Patrick Stefan, sure. Another first overall draft pick that was a bust. Just buy a hydraulic press and get slabbing. Sure. There are people that collect Alexander Diggs, Patrick Stefan's, Milan Crafts of the world. A lot of their rarer stuff got snapped up by speculators and haven't seen the day of light, the light of day since. Yeah, because those guys are just so depressed that they put money into those guys that didn't turn into anything. The Ovechkin, Crosby, ultimate rookie cards have been flying. Yeah, because those are uh, numbered, I think, the 299 or 399 that year. Mm. And they're you absolutely beautiful cards. Beautiful cards. 
Hey, look who's in the house. Com C. Barry is here. Barry, how are you, buddy? It says Pavel Francouz has a young gun this year, but has a rookie card in 2018-19. Interesting. So is Compendium considered an XRC for him then? And Barry would know because he works at Com C and they got a huge database of cards. Interesting comment though, Barry. I wonder what the what, what what's the bottom line on the Francouz uh, rookie card then? Hockey guy Ovechkin is 0506 series two. That's true. Young Guns in 0506 has three parallels. They are all. There are the Fall Expos, which is Series 1, I believe, and the Red limited to 10. Okay, yeah, so they mix it up a bit. Hey, we got Australia in the house. Good evening, Global Sports Card Investor. Good to see you. Oscar yeah. says, so is the base Young Guns considered the true rookie? Yes, it is. The base Young Gun is the is the is is really the only true rookie, although I consider the par parallels of rookie cards. To me, they're just as good as a rookie card. That's just me, though. I'm not saying they, they have the RC uh, designation, but to me, they're as good as, if not better, because they're rarer. Uh, Scott, what is your take on Opeachy Platinum and why is it not really mainstream when platinum cars are popular in the other three main sports? My son loves it. Beautiful car. Yeah, I love it. I collect a ton of Opeachy Platinum. I think it's beautiful. The regular Opeachy set does not interest me in the least, but the platinum does because they're just so much nicer. Um, so yeah, why not? I don't know, but I think, I think we're, I think we're seeing it catch up a little bit over the past five or six months because people are noticing just how cool the the parallels are as for the the base platinum rookie cards there's just a lot of them out there you can you can go on com c look up your player and there's 50 or 60 of them available so you know it doesn't make them that uh intriguing when you can just get one anytime you want at such a cheap price but the same thing can be said about a gretzky rookie you can go on ebay and find hundreds of them anytime you want they're more expensive so and very popular. What are your aesthetics on? Uh, Chris was talking on the crossover last night about how much he appreciates, you know, serial numbers, just knowing exactly how many are out there. Do you have any sensibilities with regards to hockey rookie cards? It sounds like there are a few, like the the red of ten. That's certainly a, a must be a, a, a sought after card. Do you have any sensibilities about sort of the? The Puro over here versus like the parallel that might be a numbered of 25 or something along those lines. Well, what, what do you mean? Like, like, like what do I prefer or my taste or what? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously some issues just have whatever the rookie card is. I mean, the Gretzky, but um, yeah, in the more in like if Ovechkin has, you know, multiples, are there serial numbered ones that are going to ultimately sort of separate from the pack, so to speak? Yeah, so the, the, what I'm what, what you make me think about is like comparing. You can get the young gun of any player going back to say 2005. That goes back before. Let's just start with Crosby Ovechkin. You can buy their young gun, and you're going to pay good money for it. So let's take let's take uh, let's take for example Sidney Crosby. You know his young gun in a PSA 10 again, just something I follow. I can speak to. It's around say two thousand dollars right now. Okay, but you can go get his trilogy card or his artifacts card so these are numbered to 999 or or um 799 or 700 whatever 750 i think is the artifacts or you can get other cards that are that are have have higher you know maybe a thousand or 500 or 100 sort of thing and now you know how many are out there whereas the young guns there's thousands and thousands we don't know how many there are even though the young gun still sells for more than those other cards. I think there's value in these brand, these cards from brands that don't, that don't have the brand equity that upper deck series one does, but they're still cool cards. They're still rookie cards and they're numbered. And you know how many there are. 
I think I think that's where there's some opportunity in hockey. And so I've been looking at some of these cards. Flare Ultra is a good example from like 20 or the FLIR products, I should say, from 2013, 14, 15, 16. Um, those, those cards are numbered, usually the FLIR Ultra Rookie, the Austin Matthews from 16, 17, is numbered to, I believe, 599 or 699. And it sells for a fraction of what his young gun sells for. And there's, what, 25 to 1,000 to 100,000 of them out there. Who knows where in between? But, you know, so, yeah, I think there's that's where there's some potential in hockey is to go for some of these Leslie does currently Leslie desired brands. But when you go out into the future, I think people are going to be like, well, wait a second. That's, that's where there's value because there's so few of them made. So hope that answers the question. If anyone wants to poke any holes in what I just said, please do, because I was kind of on the fly there. Oscar, what was the first year of young guns? 1990, 91, the very first year upper deck did hockey. There are young guns in that set. And the very first year, Wow. Sergey Fedorov. Sergey Fedorov was the big card that year. It was a extremely popular card. Uh, so that to me, that's the uh, that's the original origin of young guns is the Sergey Fedorov, and it's a beautiful card, beautiful looking card. Behind them, tanks. Nineteen sixty one tops. Reno Rabaza was the original young guns bomb. Zero NHL games, and he still made an appearance in a sixty six card set. Oh, hilarious! Hilarious. Tom C. Barry says, Ovechkin Young Guns were selling for 50 bucks forever before he won the cup. I, I remember you could buy a PSA 10 for $80, like what, four or five years ago. Now it's 2000 bucks. Wow. Global Sport says, absolutely awesome, Oscar Dive. Beautiful weather in Melbourne. Just spent the day with my kiddos at the beach. Yeah, you guys are luck. My cousin just fled Canada to go to Melbourne because you guys have no community spread. Australia did it right. They just said they just said we're locking down and we are going to eliminate community community uh, transmission. And you guys did very well. So kudos to Australia. Hockey guy, Opichi Platinum doesn't have the pedigree in hockey. It's new. Give it time. Well, it, it's newish. It's it's newish, right? I mean, it's been around. Opichi, it, it came out what fifteen at the earliest. So yeah, five years. But. Uh, I think it's a great set, and those those parallels—the gold size mix, the emerald surges, the plat, the 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 golden treasures, the blue pixels—I mean, there's some really cool looking cards in there. And I'm only mentioning the numbered ones. There's some unnumbered ones as well. Yeah, give it time, though. I certainly agree with that. That's Chris, right? Yeah, I think you're. I think that's Chris. I certainly agree. Give it time. Name says the situation with Frank, who's also happened with Alfie Michaud back in the day. Yeah, so it's not the first time we've seen these kind of rookie pre, pre-RCs coming out, just kind of maybe getting ignored altogether. Dave says, here's a question I don't really know the answer to. Is a canvas young guns better, rarer, more desirable than the base? Great question, Dave. Let's, let's address that because that's actually, I should have mentioned it earlier when when you asked me, like, what other young guns are there So or parallel? So the the thing about the canvas is that it's not a parallel. It's a it's a it's a set within a set, right? You get like one canvas card per pack or something like that. And it's a different photograph. It's a totally different looking card. And I don't even think it's in the same numbering. I think it, it, it's got like, it's numbered C1, C2, that kind of thing. So the canvas young guns, um, it's like a it's like a parallel set almost, but it's not even, that doesn't make sense. It's a set within a set. And so to answer your question specifically, Dave, is it better? I don't think so. I don't think so. Is it rarer? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I think it might be. Is it more desirable? I don't think so. 
Um, the 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 canvas card here. Th there's something one thing that's really cool about them, and one thing that I don't love about them. The cool thing is that the photography is far superior. The image selection. They curate the images on that set very specifically and deliberately. They're looking for pictures that aren't your action on the ice uh, pictures. That's what they use in the regular set. Canvas cards are meant to be unique photos. So if you go look at a Com C at all the canvas cards, you're gonna be like, wow, those are some neat pictures, but you're not gonna see a lot of action shots on the ice in the set. The thing I don't like about them is that they use the canvas type of uh, card stock. So sure. it kind of makes it dull in a way. I don't love it. I'd almost like to see it, the canvas stock, but then put a gloss on it to brighten it up a bit. That's what I'd like to see. I don't love them at all. I don't think I own a single, oh, I have a Mark Shifley in my collection. That's it. Doesn't appeal to me though, personally. I I, I do like the regular Young Guns more. What's, what's interesting about this year's Upper Deck Series 1, I've pulled a few canvas and they are, you know, the texture, you notice it kind of like, oh yeah, that's different. Um, but it seems like even the base cards are ever so slightly beveled around the uh, on the corners. Like it's it they're not as and I don't know if is not that squared off, right? Yeah, is that specific just to this year? Or have they been doing? Oh, yeah, that? that's that's that is a that is a um, that that was a problem with their third party printing vendor that happened where they they brought in some new equipment or something and. That wasn't expected and it was a surprise to Upper Deck just like it was a surprise to everybody. And um, I've talked to Upper Deck about it and uh, it's not really my place to say anything, but let's just say that they're aware. And I think that um, I think that I have a feeling that they're going to try and make good on it. So uh, I don't think if, if, if you if you have one, I don't I think you should just hold on to it, I would say. And. Well, I'm, I'm kind of talking about almost all the cards. I mean, they're they're fairly they're it's fairly ubiquitous, and I'm I'm curious too. Like, what's that going to mean for grading if the norm has a little? When you say make good on it, do you mean they're going to reissue or series two is going to get a little more dialed in, or who knows? I, I got I, I I yeah, I'm not I'm not exactly sure, but yep. I'm just I'm just saying that when it comes to the cards of value in there like the cards that you would grade, like the, the Alexi Lafreniere rookie card. Um, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't send mine in for grading right now. If they had those rounded corners, I would wait. I would wait. That's just, that's what I would do. And, um, but, but you know what? It's funny. I've looked at one under, under a loop and it's, it's a very beautiful cut, even though it's rounded, it's a very beautiful cut. And, uh, you know, yeah. well, that's so, why I actually, I thought it was, might be intentional. Like they're doing yeah. something, aesthetics, but it, you're, you're saying it was a little bit of a, it was a, it was a, it was an over, it was a, it was an issue with the equipment. It was an equipment issue. That's all it was. And, uh, and you know, by time, by time the, the production was done and they saw it, it's like, well, okay, do we have to do this all over again? What, or, or was it already packed out? I'm not sure how it, how it, if it got out first or what, but um, in any event, yeah, I wouldn't grade those cards right now. I just sit on them for a while. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's going to be hard to see Joe, but uh, oh, uh but, Somebody named Joel Kivaranta is my my pull, my young gun tonight. Well, that guy had four goals in one of the games in these past playoffs. So yeah, he was a hero this year. In the yeah, keep that card. That that could be good. That could be good. Oh, you just opened the pack. Is that what you did? I, I got I got trigger finger there talking about all this. I'm gonna go through some more of the comments here. Legion said I've heard people on EPAC call Opeachy Platinum home of the two dollar auto. Yeah, I mean. 
Yeah, it, that I pretty much think that's the truth on the secondary market. And for me, I do collect Opeachy Platinum, but I do not collect the, any autograph cards from that set. I do not think the autographs look good on those cards. I like non-autographs out of that product personally. Barry says, first year of Young Guns was 9091. They weren't short printed. True that, true that. Charles says, the original goalie bus was Terry Richardson. Scott says, thanks, awesome show. Fun to hear some hockey talk. Thanks for joining, Scott. Great to have you. Goes on, Ovechkin's victory rookie insert is nice under belt. Yeah, I agree. That, that you can, yeah, it is. I think so too. You just bought two PSA nines. Good buys, good buys. Whatever happened to Fleer? Upper Deck owns the Fleer brand. And they're hesitant to bring it back because they believe that that distributors and hobby shops don't like it. Because when they had Fleer Showcase products, you know, five, six, seven years ago, they sat for a long time. And I have been basically lobbying with them saying, bring Fleer back. Now is the time. Five, the world, the hobby is a different place five years ago than it is right now. And if you bring it back, I guarantee you it will be successful. I mean, I'm not going to put my money where my mouth is, but I'm willing to guarantee it verbally. And I think uh, the fact that they are coming out with Skybox Metal Universe, which is really, they're just you. They could have said Fleer or Skybox interchangeably, but they chose Skybox. I, you know, I'm okay with that. I wanted them to use Fleer, but they went with Skybox. And um, and I think they'll bring bring Fleer back soon because they're they're going to recognize just how how well it will sell. Jump in, Joe. Well, I was just going to say, as a basketball collector, you know, the molten has so much you know intrigue and and it's going to draw me in whatever whatever they're putting out and i don't know these players so well i'm i'm gaining some you know uh familiarity but uh the 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 style uh of that card you know and that kind of 90s insert reprise i, I think it's gonna i think it's gonna do some nice things and um is, is that coming out in hobby you know retail what what's the I think it's I think it's going to be hobby. I don't know if they're going to do retail too. I don't think they'll do retail. I think it's going to be hobby and it's going to come out in April. I've got pre-orders in for, I got a pre-order with one guy for a case. He promised me I got pre-ordering with another guy for five cases. I said, I'll take as much. I don't buy cases. This is the only product that I'm going to put. I'll take as many cases of this stuff as I can because I love it. I'm going to keep some. I'm going to crack some. I'm going to collect it. I'm going to buy singles. It's going to be very expensive. This product's going to be very, very expensive for me, but I'm super pumped about it. Has there been any early reveal? Like, have they given you sneak sneak peeks yeah. of what it's going to look like? Yeah, there's a if you go to uh, universe, I think Universal, Universal Distribution uh, with one of the Canadian distributors, they have a they have a solicitation piece out on it with pictures of what the car, what the what the platinum portraits are going to look like, what the precious metal gems are going to look like. Oh man, this product is going to be killer! I cannot wait. Paul says, David, the canvas would be rarer than the base. How much rarer is a good question? There you go. Thank you, Paul. Oscar Dad says, I try to buy serial numbered of sets where there aren't parallels of the same cards. Yeah, great approach. Beret in the high numbers was a, yeah. Beret, see, I forgot if the Beret, so Pavel Beret was like one of the biggest players of the early 90s. Um, he was known as the Russian Rocket. And I forgot if his card was the Young Gun or not. I knew it was in the high numbers set. And actually... I've got a box of the product. I'll pull it down and show you guys. This is the this is the first ever hockey product, but this is this is the one that actually it says right here. It's got the high series in it. But what that means is the 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 low the low series was 400 cards. The high series was another 150 cards. So total of 550. And there were great rookies in both sets. Tons of Hall of Famers in this box. Like probably 40 of them, say type of thing. Rookies of 30, let's say, Hall of Famers in, the, in this box. 
the high numbers included the low numbers as well. So you can get all of it. But uh, this is <laughs> for a box. You can probably find one of these on eBay for 20 or 30 bucks, maybe less. And it's, it's a really a revolutionary product. It's a landmark product. And there's amazing cards in there. But you can get the Sergei Fedorov in here, the Pavel Bure, among many more. Anyway, thanks to Dave for clarifying that the uh, the, the Bure was a, a young gun as well. I just didn't remember. I haven't looked at one in a while. Oscar says, we are still following all the protocols, not being complacent at all. Well, and that's why you guys are successful. That's why you guys are leading the world in COVID, the COVID battle, you know, and good on you, good on you, good on you. There we go. Joe, Joe's protecting himself from himself tonight. <laughs> for Young Gun, for Young Gun's canvas, oh, sorry, uh, Costa, welcome, says easier to get BGS or PSA 10 in a, in a can yeah, canvases grade really well. That's, that I'm familiar with. He says for young guns canvas over the regular young gun. Yeah, Colin says one young gun. One, sorry, one canvas per box, one canvas card per box altogether, or one canvas one young gun canvas per box. Colin, I thought you got like five or six in a box. I might be wrong. Oscar says PSA ten Costa, therefore BGS ten is worth more most of the time. That is true. Chris says canvas isn't a parallel. They don't do the full set. Yeah, agree. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with that. Colin says, 2021 serious issues, like I want my money back damage. It's not damage, though. That's the thing. It's not damage. It was cut that way. If you look at the cuts, they're very sharp. They're very sharp cuts on the, on those on those rounded, those slightly rounded corners, which is, yeah, it's unfortunate. I know that Upper Deck hates it as much as uh, everybody else does. I know we can't see it, but yeah, this, that, guy, this good guy's good, right, Connor? Yeah, but... Uh, it's a funny card. I saw someone make a comment like, oh, he should look depressed in that card. He must have come off a loss right there. He's a head down, doesn't look like he's happy, but it's. I think it's a cool picture still. Edge oh, yeah. also. Yeah, could. Yeah, I'm, I hear you calling. No good, no good. Legion says, nice to see a fellow Cali collector go Sharks. There you go. Charles says, there's a lot of high-numbered cards, the best being the 72-73 WHA set. Absolute beauties. That's funny, Charles, because I do not... I do not like the looks of the 72-73 set. That's the ones, that's my least favorite set, but that's what makes the hobby awesome. We all like different things. Barry says, it's awesome to hear about a product being hyped without using the lure of the rookies. I have boxes of 12-13 Flare Retro that's become in vogue. You have boxes of that, Barry? That's awesome. I want, I see some people are selling them on eBay right now for like $2,000, which I think is, is, is too much, but what a great product. I love that. Confirms. One young one young gun canvas per box of of, uh, of upper deck. Jay says, what do you think the next $1 million hockey card is? Yeah, Bobby R. Rookie or Gordy Howe rookie in a, like a PSA 9 or 10. If there's a, I don't think if there if there happens to be a 10, Bobby R. Rookie. I, I know there's no PSA 10, but there's a PSA 9. That's That could easily be it. And, or it could be one of these like one of one shield autos of Sidney Crosby or Alexander Ovechkin from their rookie years. Those could also be the ones that, that get there too. Costa says, in my box, some of the base were missing the glossy. It's too bad. Ding corners, gouged edges, I know damage. Yeah, that sounds like your box got, got smacked though. It doesn't sound like that's the way it came out of the uh, out of the, the printing uh, press though. Oscar Dess says, as, nearly a, as a nearly 40-year-old basketball collector, I too have pre-ordered metal hockey, and I'm only a newbie hockey collector, thanks to Jeremy. Yeah, I'm driving up the cost on my own, on the product I want to buy. I love it. I'm so happy to have you doing that. That's a beautiful card there, Joe. Yeah, I mean, just in the in the metal spirit, and, you know, we all, we all kind of 
went into our collections when the last dance came on and COVID coincided with it. But uh, yeah, I, I, and I'm also a huge fan of the retro. I mean, I, I wasn't collecting actively in 12, 13 and then coming back into it and then looking back and like, what are these cards? Like there's these, you know, make believe cards of, you know, Jordan in this or bird in that. And it's like, I got a, I got a PMG bird, you know, red, um, precious metals. And it's, you know, the card never existed. He's in his Indiana uniform, but it's still pretty cool. And, and the aesthetics, obviously it's not, you know, the, the high, high end real stuff, but it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. No, oh, man, those, those cards were awesome. And the story behind it, which uh, the designers, the, from arena design who designed those cards back in the day, that was right after uh, Skybox or Fleer was acquired by Skybox. I forget the exact details, the history. Someone out there will know. But what, whoever had the Marvel brand acquired the the sports card brand, and then they started saying, "Well, hey, let's start let's start leveraging the designers from the comic book department mm-hmm. and get them to help us design cards." And they got these images, and then they put the players on top of them, and now we have the most legendary basketball set of all time, pretty much. So, kind of cool, kind of cool. Uh, Oscar Dad says more, more excited for metal hockey than upcoming basketball releases. Man, this thing is going to be this is going to be a popular, popular product, no doubt. So Charles, this is funny because you said lots of old sets have horrible designs, like seventy three, seventy four, and seventy five, seventy six. I love the seventy five, seventy six. It's simple. It's got the name of the team across the top in nice big bold letters. It's got the puck in the bottom. <clears throat> I think it's a beautiful set in its simplicity. And the seventy three, seventy four that that set has to grow on you because. It, it, it's got these horrible red or green borders with like this ripply effect. And, but it, you know, the key cards are pretty key being a Billy Smith rookie, a Larry Robinson rookie, Bill Barber's in there. Some nice cards in there. Base are some good player rookies. I should say. I like it. Also, you love the 72s. I like the 73s and the 75s base PMG is fire. It's not, it's not called base PMG though, right? It's basically just the base metal universe card. PMG is the, name of the parallel the very valuable parallel but the base card is not known as pmg it's just known as metal universe exactly yeah that's what psa has it yeah. on yeah as well on the back side just, just to get technical on you oscar but i think what you're saying is the base of the pmg is fire and i certainly agree with that i think it's the best looking base card in any basketball product i i'm 100 it's the coolest base card ever really Okay, behind the tanks is my prediction for million dollar hockey card would be a 1213 C57 George Vezin and number one if it ever surfaces in a PSA 8 or better. A million bucks. You think that you think there's enough people that are collecting the C57 set when it's not his rookie card, even? I don't know, man. That's I, I don't think I agree with that. I mean, although maybe there's enough guys out there that are, you know, that have big money that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s that want the best of that card. Yeah, you know, maybe you maybe you're right. If it if it ever if it surfaces and I don't think there's one is there one in the pop report even. You could be right. It could be it, there could be a handful of cards that are candidates for the next million dollar hockey card. It just mat it just who gets to market first is really where where that will uh, will come into play. Dave Schumann says, "Did you guys see Giannis Prism one of one at 850k at auction now? Oh my gosh." I saw it at, uh, I think the last I saw it was like 250 or 300. I didn't realize it got up to 850. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Colin Murray, one PSA 9, how no 10s, 34 8s. Yeah, I wonder what that 9 could easily be. That 9's a million dollar card. 
has to be, has to be a million dollar card. Who owns it, Colin? Do you know who owns that copy? What a card. Colin's favorite is 7273. That's like my least favorite of all. I said that last night too. That's what I love about it. We all like different things. Scott Fiscus, I think some of the top young guns are short printed. At least that's what a local told me. Elias Pedersen, as an example, I do not believe that to be the case at all. Uh, I do not believe that to be the case. Local dealer. Yeah, I mean, it's hearsay, right? But I don't I don't think that's the case. Yeah, not true. That's a nice looking card. Yeah, this is one of those. So I, I, I ran and grabbed a, a retro. I think this is 2013-14 Fleer Retro Metal Universe Maximum Metal Jordan. So, you know, a card that never existed in a, a an issue that existed. Um, it's in, new. It's a, it's new and retro, right? Right. And it, well, and it's got his North Carolina uniform on. I, uh, and, and of course, you know, the, the, anytime you get the, the die cut thing going and, you know, you get it slabbed, it's pretty yeah. cool. Charles says Vezina doesn't have the same market as a Gretzky less buyers looking for it. That's my concern about that card, but there might be those four or five guys that are doing the C57. They're competing on the set registry. And that is the most condition sensitive of, of the first, the, the, to, the three tobacco era sets in hockey. And uh, that Vezina, I mean, it's probably the ugliest Vezina card out there because it's so dark, but it's, I, it's very important. I, it's very, even you know, PSA one is thousands of dollars. But yeah, that's my concern with it too. But again, if it beats some other big cards to market, and those three or four or five guys that are competing uh, are going to go head, going to go toe to toe, and they got they got the means that could easily hit a million bucks. I, I don't see it happening, but it could. It could. Scott says my son and I, my son and I opened tons of 2018 Upper Deck and could not pull a Pedersen, but Walmart the other day had a clearance, and we finally pulled one. Good, I'm happy. Good for your son. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm a big fan of 1990-91 Tops Hockey. They're worth diddly squat, though. Yeah, was that the year that they did the gold parallel, the gold along the bottom, or was that 91-92, where they did the, the one, one per pack gold uh, etching on the nameplate part of it? Colin Murray says, 72 the biggest break value of any set. Really? So why, is that because there's just so many Hall of Famers calling in? Is that, is that kind of why? And whose last cards are in there, if any? Or is it because it's such a tough set in good condition? Why is that, Colin? I'm really curious. Sorry, I hit that one by mistake. Um, Costa, I wish I could go back to 1314. Oh, of course we do, Costa. Of course we do. 95, 96 select hockey perils are an under are underrated, in my opinion. I can't picture it, but I'm sure you're not wrong. I'm sure you're not wrong, Charles. Chris says that's the case for a lot of vintage hockey. Is there a market to drive the value? Yeah, that's we talked about that a bit last night. Oscar, there was a maximum medal in 98, Joe. Same design, just MJ and Bulls jersey instead of the, UN, the UNC jersey. Okay. Uh, thank you. I mean, I yeah. So this that's the that's the difference, right? Retro kind of gets a little imaginative and does something. And yeah, the Bulls, the Bulls jersey one is quite a pretty penny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We the gold 90, 91, 92 was the gold, I believe, says Chris. Paul says I thought it was 92, 93. <laughs> 9091 was the one with the rounded name bars. Okay. 341 cards in the set, says Colin. In the 72. Oh, is that why? Because it's a bigger set than other years? Hmm. They did members only in 1990-91. Members only. Wasn't that a, what was that? Wasn't that a stadium club thing? Might have hmm. been 92-93 with the gold. 92-93 <laughs> is the gold. There we go. We got consensus finally. Right on. Right on, guys. All right. Oh. 
I was going to say that's the end of the comments, but we have a couple more just popped up. WHA cards and high numbers are five to ten dollars. So okay, so you're talking about breaking up a set, selling the selling them all the singles, sort of one off. And if there's enough guys still doing that 72, 73 set, then it makes sense to me. So Charles. for the for the hockey initiate, Jeremy, when when is the season starting? Are y'all on a different like uh, rhythm at this point because of COVID, or is uh, your yeah. What, what's going on with like the start of the season and how's that going to coincide with, with card releases? Well, they just announced like this past week, I think that they're targeting, it's not official, but they're targeting a January 13th start date for the season uh, to be a 50, I think it's 56 or 54, 56 game season. Usually it's 82. That's what they're talking. The card season started with, you know, didn't slow down started back in probably uh, the first set probably came out back in August. And it's and and yet we still are waiting for the final set from last year, being the cup, which we'll see eventually. It's just a matter of when you know COVID slows down. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a hand packed pack out. So you know they have to be able to do it. Uh, okay, Charles says, and because of the short printed WHA set with that error checklist, Jeremy, that alone is five hundred bucks in high grade, not including the main set. Look at this: the fourteen year old is keeping toe to toe with Colin, the the non fourteen year old. I love it, you guys. You guys got to meet each other. That's wicked. That's wicked. Yeah, members only stadium club. Scott says, I'm getting hockey card lessons. Awesome. You are, Scott. This is the channel for that. Hockey, uh, hockey is middle of January with a shortened season. Yes, it is. Will there will there be a hockey bubble? I mean, oh, I think that what they're doing is they're realigning the divisions. There's going to be, an, because we cannot cross the border from Canada to the U.S. So there's going to be a Canadian division and there's going to be three U.S. divisions and they're going to play within their own little U.S. their own divisions. Will there be a bubble per se? I'm not sure. I, I kind of got to think that there will be, but it's tough to say. Last I read is 56 games. Thank you. That That's awesome. All Canadian division. It is pretty cool. NHL is working on getting vaccines for all players. Okay, well, that's cool. Maybe they're, yeah. Fingers crossed we get a season. We get the Stanley Cup. Even if it's shortened, that is okay. 56 games is still a lot of games. You're still going to get a pretty good indication of who the best team is. And, and you know, even if it would be different than if it was an 82-game schedule, but it isn't. It's the reality. we all got to just be okay with it, right? This is funny. Legion's comment is funny. With, with the Canada division, one of your teams might make the playoffs. That's true. We'll probably get three or four. We'll get four of them in the playoffs at least. So, but you're right, Legion. That's hilarious. Although last year we had quite a few of the teams make the playoffs. If you have any questions about late '90s, early 2000s releases, let me know. There's your uh, there's your expert in those in that era, which is awesome. Paul says nine to ten games, Battle of Alberta. Oilers brought back Mike Smith, so look out, Flames goalies. Well, we got we got uh, Markstrom now, who's no slouch, but. The Battle of Alberta is always a great battle. Edmonton Oilers versus the Calgary Flames. I'm a, I'm a diehard Flames fan. I don't like getting into it with the Oilers fans. They're, they're ruthless. Oilers fans are ruthless when it comes to, like, you know, razzing each other. Like, they, they don't let up ever. And they always have those, those Stanley Cups in their back pocket. They got five of them. We got one up here. And I wasn't even a fan back then, so... Peter says they will get crucified if they try to cut the line for COVID vaccines. Didn't Calgary have that issue with H1N1? Charles says, Igor Zamula, guys, invest now. I'm giving you gold. I got one of his. Actually, that was another one I pulled. Um, Charles is a fan? Yeah, apparently. I mean, of course, all I really want is Alexi. 
but uh, you know, I'm I'm willing to uh, have these other players grow on me as uh, as they you know appear in my in my packs. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just want to go back to Peter's comment here for a second. He says they will get crucified, and you know what? They will get crucified. But I think I think the I think society realized just how important competitive sports are. It brings the it, it's good for society. It it makes it gets people excited. It gives them some some entertainment, especially when we're locked up. So. I hear. I certainly agree with the, with what Peter's saying. They will. There will be people that will. Why should these rich athletes get vaccinated before these people? Of course, that's going to happen. And there's completely there's complete validity to that claim. But there's also validity to the fact that a lot of the a lot of the population wants professional sports back and would probably. I personally would give up my place in line for a hockey player so I can get hockey and watch hockey. I'm willing to give up my place. I know I'm not alone in that but I'm not willing to give up the place of someone who is compromised or someone who is more uh, prone to, to getting it, you know, a worse immune system. So yeah, that's, that's a, that's a, that's, that's a, a, a debate or an argument that I'm, I'm just not going to take part in. <laughs> I'm going to stay out of it. Any I, thoughts, Joe? I just appreciate what you said. I mean, that, that, that sounds right on the money. I mean, I, I think, you know, the entertainment industry in, in all regards, you know, be it movies or sports or whatnot gives some people solace in a hard time. And so, you know, if some of them are prioritized, not over people that, you know, maybe in immune compromised situations, but yeah, just like you said, that makes sense to me. And you know, I think it's going to be an interesting spring, you know, winter into spring with, with everything going on and will the vaccines work and, you know, the NBA season 72 games, that's a lot of games. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see if they can sustain that and not, you know, have uh, all out shutdowns at some point. So. Yeah. I'm surprised that the NFL has managed to continue to be honest, but it does. And that's, uh, I guess, I don't know. It's as good as bad. It just, it just is. Barry says, when the card count went from 396 to 264, from 8485 to 8586, I wasn't aware of the shorter set and kept buying packs looking for numbers higher than 264. I ended up with four Mary Lemieux rookie cards. That worked out well for you, Barry. That worked out well. That's hilarious. Uh, Costa, NBA preseason started yesterday. Yeah, good point, good point. Oilers fans live... Oilers fans live in the past. Yeah, they do because they're Stanley Cups. You can hardly remember them anymore. And uh, I'm just I'm just having fun with you guys, and um, and they their claim to fame now is they get the first they get the first pick overall like five out of six years and uh, doesn't help them doesn't help them unfortunately, but they got to build a team around Connor and uh, Connor has the 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 skill to bring a Stanley Cup there with with the right support I don't doubt that at all although I certainly hope that the Flames beat them. Uh, 56 games closer for Ovechkin to chip away at Gretzky's goals record. It is. It's going to be tough for him to do it, but it will be. It will be. Yes. The Alex Faulkner rookie will forever be a mystery. I'm not familiar with the mystery, Charles, but I'm sure you can enlighten me. Ed Seat says Fleer Retro happened because Upper Deck bought Fleer and only had a college contract and no NBA or NFL. Yeah, so that's true for the basketball and the football products, but in 2012, they also did a hockey product that was licensed and and it's the first year we saw PMGs in hockey and they're beautiful and they look they're they're in the same the same design as the original PMGs from 97 basketball and they're awesome and they're licensed so to me the 2012 PMGs in hockey are the equivalent of the PMGs in 97 basketball 
Listen, listen, everybody. Oh, listen. I thought you couldn't hear me. I thought you couldn't hear me there. I'm saying you're dropping wisdom there. I am. But when I say they're equivalent, I know people aren't going to agree with me because they came out 15 years later and it's a retro product, but it's the first licensed PMG in hockey and there was nothing before it. So to me, those are like really significant cards and, uh, you know, you're hard pressed to find them now. There are some up on eBay of like the lesser players, but, you know, to find a Gretzky or a Crosby in the, in the green, there were blues as well. The blues were out of 50 and then the reds out of a hundred. They're all, all, they're all amazing cards and I collect them. I'm not here to hype up anything I already own. I'm going to be full transparency. I collect them. I own them. I chase them. There's, There's a Gretzky PMG blue. Yes. You want me to show it to you? Yeah. I mean, that sounds really interesting and uh, pretty like, yeah. I mean, I'm almost wondering rookie card or Gretzky PMG blue. If you can find it, Joe, if you can find it. So here, I'm going to show you guys the, the Gretz because I own, I own the green. I have one of the greens out of 10, which I got really lucky. I hit the buy it. Now I did. I, I sort of hit the buy it now on eBay. So it's going to pop up right away here. Let me take take the banner down for a moment. Oh yeah, and take the comment down. So there you go. That is the Gret. That's the PMG blue. This is wow. out of fifty, and then I have the green as well, right there. That I again, I bought that on eBay. It, it went up in the middle of the day. I made a best offer. He 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 uh, countered me, met me in the middle, and I didn't. I just hit buy it now because I knew if I didn't, it was going to get snapped up. I basically bought it within a, a half an hour of it being listed. And if I didn't, it would have been, and I mean, I think, I think I got a smoking deal on it. And I think this card is, it's, oh, there's only 10 of them, obviously. I think this card is worth a, a substantial amount of money right now. At least I wouldn't sell, I wouldn't even consider selling it for less than a big number. I'm not going to put it out there because I don't want to take criticism, but. Are these raw or do you have them in, in slabs? They're raw. They're raw, but they're. I'll eventually slab them and I don't care what they grade. It can grade a four. I'll love it just as much. A three, not as much. A four I'm good with though. <laughs> One of those walk-in deliveries, right? Like I'm going to, I'm going to walk into PSA or. I'm going to deliver them to them at the national, whether it's 2021 or 2020. I'm in no rush to get yep. these graded. No yeah. rush at all, but I will get them graded. They yeah. look sharp by the way. What's that? They look sharp by the way. I mean, they look crisp and. Yeah. You know, I also crop my pictures, so they're not, they may be not as crisp as they look. So, yeah. Oh, here, I just realized I have uh, this one as well. Oh, no. Sorry, there we go. I got the Crosby also. So, I've got the Crosby and the Gretzky on lockdown, which is that's nice. very pleased with that. Yeah, I like the full, like, that's a, a good angle on his uh, expression there. Yeah, it's a great, great card. Great picture and everything. Love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, thanks for letting me show those off tonight. That's fun. Okay, go go to some comments. We're at the hour 15 mark in, in here. I got I to gotta put back up the uh, the last call. Last call comes up after the one hour mark of overtime. <laughs> Just having fun with overlays, guys. Having fun with overlays. So back to the comments, though, because there's a lot coming in here that I do want to talk about. Um, we saw that one. Mar oh, Legion wants to know, is Patrick Marlowe going to make the Hall of Fame? I, man, that's a good question. You know, he's, he will probably go down as the play, the most games played in, he'll probably get the most games played record. He's, he hasn't won a Stanley Cup. He's an Olympian. I think he's a gold medalist, I think. 
Someone, someone can confirm that. I don't know. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. Does being the mo- having the most games played get you the Hall of Fame when you don't have much else going for you in terms of individual awards or team success? I don't think so. I don't think so. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it if he got in at the same time. Oz Cardad says the NBA I think has overreached with scheduling seventy-two games. They did it to get TV money. Need to play seventy for that money to kick in. Yeah. Hey, it's business, man. It's business. That's. Uh, but. Hopefully they don't put any anyone's health at risk and they they do it right. If they do it right, then go for it. But hopefully they do. When does the cup usually release? I'm sure it will be pretty pricey. It's always pricey. It usually releases in like early, late October, early November. At the, at the beginning of time, it came out in May the first year. It get, kept on getting pushed back. And now it's uh, this year. I think we'll probably hear about it pretty soon. I, we got to hear about it. I mean, I know it's going to come out. It, they're not not putting it out. It's going to come out. And it just matters when are they going to let us know. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. Charles says more to it. He was a short print that year. This is the Faulkner. No idea why, and no one does. Maybe due to him being the least known at the time, or it could be just where he fell on the on the sheet that was being cut, and maybe they had to give one guy the short print, and he was it. Uh, okay, Legion is someone who watched him play most of his career. He was never the best player on his team. We're talking about Patrick Marlowe. He's a career aggregator. He'll likely get in, though, due to games pl- due to the games played record. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, the Alexis Lafreniere, the Alexi Lafreniere exclusive jersey number thirteen of one hundred was pulled yesterday. Well, look at that. That's going to go for big money. That's going to go for probably ten grand. Would a Gretzky PMG green PSA 10 be a million dollar card? No, I do not think it would be. I do not think it would be at all. Not even close. I think a PM, Gretzky PMG green would maybe not even close. I don't think so. I'd like it to be because I have one, but I think you're talking more like 15,000. If that, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think, the way the way the PMG Green Jordan, I mean, these are like the corollaries here. Goat, goat meets goat. Uh, I can tell you what I'm. I'm going to be looking on eBay tonight to see what kind of PMG action is out there. Like a low grade, I'll I'll take anything to get in. Yeah, well, maybe you know, and you're. Not, I don't think you'll find a green. I don't think anyone. I think the greens are done. They're they're locked up in collections. Mine is off the market forever. You know for for decades anyway so and i don't know about the other nine but i know i know a couple other guys that have one and i know that they're not moving them i mean there's got to be a point with all of these cards right i mean i'm sure you've experienced this and as a as a longtime collector where you just you you go back to a card that you had looked at at various moments and you're like oh my goodness i should have gotten into this a long time ago and i didn't and you know for me that just recently was the the 61 chamberlain um, you know, cause that, that card was not un- unattainable in a, in a pretty high grade just, you know, five, 10 years ago. So anyway, somewhere along the line, I guess what I'm saying is there's these hyperspace moments for, for certain cards that are deemed to be iconic. And I, I can see some hyperspace moments ahead for a, a, a Gretzky PMG, anything. I'm going to, I man, I hope you're right. And I, I'd love it for the hobby. I'm going to show you another card that I think is greatly undervalued. And um, I think I have two copies of it. I'm going to show you my graded copy. I had this graded myself. I think there's maybe one on, on Com C right now. So let's let someone go snap this up. But this is in the spirit of the Platinum Portraits and the, and the, and the Metal Fusion cards. This guy right here. This is the 
it's a you can't see it under the banner. I'll take the banner down for you guys to see it. Oh, interesting. So this is 97 Studio. It's a Donruss product. It's the silhouettes. So it's got that same it's got the same laser etched uh silhouette obviously of of Gretzky. Not the prettiest card with the blue, but it's not bad. I've had this graded myself, came back an 8, which I'm I'm good with. Of course, I'd like a 9 or a 10. And uh, but this is a tough, tough card. You look at there's there's other players in the set, and you can see them on Com C. And uh, you look at them up close. There, it's hard to find one with really nice edges and all that. So, but I think this is I think this is a card that I'm not trying to hype it because I'm not selling mine. But I would say this is this is a card I would I would point people to as as one that's probably worth picking up. I I'm, I'm bullish on. It. I think it's undervalued. I think it's got potential. It reminds me a little bit of uh, I'm not sure if it's metal or they they had those um, little texture dots with you know there, there's a big Jordan card in that platinum and, portraits platinum oh, portraits okay same same there it is okay so the corollary the parallel universe hockey to basketball and something I want to let you know because you're you're getting excited about the PMGs and hockey right now there's several years of PMGs and hockey not just the 12 13s they came out in future years as well you've got them in 2013 they look different. Uh, they came out again in 2014. I'll show you. You'll like this one because I have, I have the Gretzky graded. This is <clears throat> let it come up here. So this is the 2014 Fleer Showcase. Ooh. It's basically a PMG green. This is out. This is out of 10. I think this is the one that's out of 10. Versus it's out of 100, but the second 90 or uh, or the last 90 are are are, um, are red on are red in color. But this is you know as far as PMG. Gretzky goes. This is the 2014 green. So that's a big card too. I think there's one on eBay right now for big money. I forget the grade and all that, but someone was asking. And I think it's raw as well, but wicked, wicked card. That's kind of fascinating because it shows the extension of the, the Fleer metal, you know, DNA, if you will. And I'm not sure how far the basketball went. This, this looks like, I mean, I'm trying to imagine if there's a, you know, a Jordan version of I think it's an original design for this particular product. I, yeah. do, I do believe so. It's super cool, though. You can totally feel the the metal influence. Oh, for sure you can. And then this is the last year of them. What this is? Uh, this is 2016-17. This is the Fleer Showcase Metal Universe PMG Green Crosby in a in a nine. So this is my my copy of this card, which is also a great card. Wow. But yeah, really cool. That's beautiful. Yeah. Anytime you see that metal kind of logo there with the kind of ribbon-esque effect. And then in this particular example, I don't know Sidney Crosby too well, but the the penguin is is nice and the the, the kind of green with the, the yellow is, is working in the black. Well, Crosby is is the generational superstar. He's a guaranteed Hall of Famer. Like he's as shoe in as it gets since since Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky. And uh you know, what I don't like about this car, though, is this this design element here. This like this jagged Z, almost a Z-shaped uh, ribbon going by with with the you know the name, the team, and the position. That's I don't love that. I'd rather that was gone and there was more. There was green there or just his jersey instead. But hey, it is what it is. It's still a pretty cool card. I just want to point out your point five from a, a nine point five on that one. Oh yeah, I see that now. Corners or edges? Yeah. Thank you. You're Thank in you for that. The crossover mode. I'm. I, I don't do that, but I know some people put a lot of time into that. 
for sure, for sure. Okay, let's get back to some comments. And then we're going to wrap up here. Pretty good. Legion says, Marlo, best eyebrows in the NHL part, not hilarious. And Mike Antonovich says, Charles, you throw out the names, man. For a 14-year-old guy, you throw out the names. Paul C., good night to you if you're still there. Great to have you as always. No Phil Markinen slap shot. No Phil Markinen slap shot. Oh, from the movie? Missed out on Pelly Lindbergh, PMG Blue. Oh, too bad, Charles. That'd be a cool card. Legion, Dave Andrzejczyk is a big example of an aggregator people point to. But Dave Andrzejczyk won a Stanley Cup. That's a big difference. He won one with Tampa Bay. Legion says, nice looking card. Bring back showcase. Murder synergy. I know you've been saying that for a while, Legion. You're, you do not like synergy. That's where me and Legion don't agree. I like synergy. Now, I don't like cracking it, but I like some singles from it for sure. Hockey had metal in the 90s, but never got PMG. It's very true. There was... There was metal. Uh, there was a Fleer metal product, and it, it, it's just like the same. It's got those cool superhero type backgrounds, just like the just like the car that you have, the Jordan does. But there were no PMG parallels. They missed the boat for some reason. They didn't put them in there, so mm-hmm. missed opportunity. But it makes, I think, for me, it makes the 2012 version that much better. That it's the it is now the first, right? But those cards are pretty awesome, and I'm looking for a Gretzky base card in nice shape from that set just to represent the set in my collection totally the, the what if of the the original 90s yeah exactly the missing link oscar dad the only other basketball pmg was same year 97 98 was metal universe championship zero to 50 had the scope pattern and the cityscape background yeah so and those are amazing cards and one just sold for like one hundred and ten thousand dollars at jordan i think in the one in the mile higher the the heritage auction this week and yes amazing cards some people find them nicer than the regular P- than the the green PMGs and all that. Beautiful card, beautiful card. The one of one masterpieces are nice for sure. Tough to find behind the tank says 95, 96 metal was the first year for hockey. They released the product the next year to make the players look like superheroes, and I think it flopped. Player put zero effort into the issue. Yeah, too bad, too bad. You got some cards you want to show before we uh, sign off for the night. Well, we talked a little bit about the uh, the Fleer Retro, and and while this is not metal, it's very closely aligned. It's um, Skybox, and so this is this is a LeBron, um, and we've talked a little bit about um, serial numbered tonight. And I'm not sure if you can see this. This one is six of fifty, so LeBron's jersey number um, number six. And, um, you know, 8.5, you know, I guess that's a little bit of a limitation. I'm trying to get a good angle. Try and tilt the top towards your screen a little bit. That might help. No, it doesn't help. Is that a rubies? Yeah, it's it's the ruby. It's the, you know, what if um, LeBron. And, uh, yeah, I, it, it, the card definitely pops. It's a little, you know, this this is one of those moments where you, you, you know, you buy something on eBay like in 2000 and whatever it was, you know, 16. And then, you know, you're, you're like, okay, you forget about that card and you come back later and it's like, oh my God, you know, with the way the hobbies trended, it's it's all sort of jumped up and people are appreciating different things. Um, so you, you go, oh, what do I have here? Yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. Very cool. And Oscar, I, Oscar dad likes it. I do too. Oh. I just want to say, like, here I am saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go look for a Gretzky PMG green. I, I guess I'm probably not realizing the magnitude of of what we're, we're talking about here. So my apologies. I've, I've got to 
stay humble with, uh, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll find like some scrub green is out there that I could at least, you know, there are, there are, you're just not going to, I just don't think you're going to find the grid. I think people are going to hang on to them right now. You know, you might find a red, which is out of a hundred. And even that, I think people, I think I saw a red out there for like 2,300 bucks, which blows my mind. I mean, it blows my mind, but at the same time, it, that's where the hobby's at right now. So it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, a plausible price, I guess. I guess it's it's crazy where we're at, but that's where we're at. So, all right, guys, I think we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, Joe, thank you for popping on with me. I appreciate it. Always great to have you. Uh, Charles says we need a Jeremy rookie card. Uh, yeah, that that'd be uh, that'd be super awesome. I'd love to have my own card. Who wouldn't, right? Who doesn't want their? Oh, maybe the Jeremy Roenick rookie with a twist. There you go. Well, it's like it's like um, so who who put it was. Uh, Oh gosh, now I'm gonna feel like a feel like a jerk. I can't remember. Oh, it was John Newman put together a an Anders Lee card. My last name's Lee. Anders Lee for the Islanders. He took an Anders Lee card, put my head on it, and put it on in the fate in the Facebook group. If if you saw that, that was pretty funny. Don't you have a rookie card? I feel like I've seen it. I, I, it's out there. I have a few cards that I've had made at the. Uh, at, at at card shows, you know, where Upper Deck sets up, they bring, they'll take a picture, you put on a card, and give it to you. I do have some of those that I have. I have a one made by PSA and one made by uh, by um, Upper Deck. I'll show the Upper Deck one just before we go because it, it looks like a young gun. It's pretty cool. I, I love it. I mean, but I only have like two or three copies of it, so it's not like it's really a uh, uh, a card. I have like I, it's no it's no a meat rookie card. You know, like a meat's got tons of his own rookie card. Bought a box of them probably. Here, while, you're, while you're pulling it up, Jeremy, I just want to I just want to acknowledge you're doing such awesome work right now as as a, a content creator, and you know I I really appreciate your show and just so uh, happy to be able to be online with you and and you know get to know the the card collecting world with you. Oh my goodness, look at that a little little uh, upper deck influence there. What is that? That is that is the design of the of the of the uh, young gun from this set right here. Ah, yeah, that's the original young guns logo right there, and um, yeah, it's a pretty pretty cool. And back then, uh, PSA would actually slab a card for you wow, that was cool. in the design of an existing card set. Now they won't do this, even with the green label. They won't put it. They won't slab in green label any card that is in the same design as a card that existed. So like a meets rookie card, which is in the, the design of the Mario Lemieux, they won't slab it even in a green slab. But back then they did this. So yeah, I had this made. Uh, well, they did it for me at the card show. I have a couple copies of it. I got one gray. I got the best condition one slabbed and I keep it for myself. But yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I, I like it. And then the, I have this one here as well that I got done by PSA. Nice. At, at the 2017 show, I got two. Of, I got one done each day. I got this one done with my name on it, and then my daughter was just born, so I had one with uh, my daughter's name is Bridget. So I have Bridget's daddy as my name on uh, on the other version, which is a different. Uh, you know, wearing the same hat, but I'm wearing a different uh, shirt. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, is it? I see someone is asking. Is it on real cardstock? Um, I I, for, I think it's on like a more of a a photo type of uh, photo cardstock versus actual cardstock. Okay. We'll run through the final comments here. I want to thank everybody for joining us on after hours. Great viewership again tonight, guys. So thank you so much. Legion. Always a pleasure to have you. My man name. Thank you very much. Oscar dad. Pleasure to have you. Barry. Awesome to have you as always. Charles. Thank you so much. Chris. 
Exposing his print runs. Value is now tanking. Yeah, so again, I think I addressed the card stock thing. I have to look at, I have a copy that's not graded. What's that? I think it's going up, but. Yeah. That's the next million dollar card. Right on, Charles, right on. Jeremy should recreate the Solani duck shooting with his stick for his rookie. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. All right, guys. Joe, hang on. Hang tight for one minute. Everybody else, guys, thanks a lot for joining. This has been one crazy two days of, of, of content and live streaming for myself, but it's been fun. So we are going to sign off. To everybody listening uh, on the podcast, guys, I, I, I just want to recognize that I'm sorry that you don't see what I'm putting up on the screen and what we're showing each other, but hopefully you get through that and still enjoy the, the content. And um, and to those of you watching in the future, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, the future, that could be tomorrow or 20 years from now. Who knows? But uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we will be back. Keep your eyes on the Facebook group and the channel. So thank you so much. Final comments, final comments here. Royal said, great show. Good luck, Joe, on your collecting journey. That's really nice, Royal. It's really nice. And same to you. Same to you as well. All right. We are signing off. Good night, everybody. Good night.